I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 401 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an incredible guest for you guys today. Brendan Schaub has found success in many areas of his life. He was a college football standout at the University of Colorado. He fought as a professional MMA fighter in the UFC. He is now a stand-up comedian and host of several top-rated podcasts, including The Fighter and the Kid, The King and the Sting, and Below the Belt. He is a multi-talented guy and, of course, a first-class father all the way. Brendan has appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast a number of times. He's had quite a long journey here, but I really believe he's just getting started. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Brendan Schaub will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Brendan Schaub was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between the comedian and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys missed out on my last episode, I rang in episode 400 with a banger. Retired Navy SEAL Jocko Willink joined me here. I have received some tremendous feedback from our interview. If you missed out on that one, I highly recommend you go back one episode and check it out. And since today's guest is a former UFC fighter, I would like to recommend some of my other interviews that I've done uh, with Dustin Poirier, Tito Ortiz, Dana White, and many other fighters. All right, and as far as the rest of this week, I got some great dads on the way here for you guys. Tomorrow, actor and comedian Paul Shear stops by. Wednesday, TikTok star Paige Kennedy will be here with me. Thursday, Flip or Flop host Tarek El Musa joins me. And we are finishing out the week with a Frogman Friday. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out which Navy SEAL will be here with me to close out the week. If you guys are enjoying listening to the podcast here, please consider leaving me a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever it is that you enjoy listening on. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Brendan Schaub. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped. And dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. Joining me now, First Class Father, Brendan Shaw. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have two kids, two boys. I got a four-year-old and a, uh, let's see, he'll be 11 months in October. Uh, so counting the months there, you got two boys going for the girl or you all done? 
oh, we're not done, man. I want a squad. I want a squad. So we're trying now. So hopefully that little girl comes. She'll have two security guards. Yeah, it took us four tries. We have three boys and got our girl on the fourth try. If not, we'd have five by now. So uh, we got her and she runs the show over here. So I'm glad we kept going. Did you guys do like a gender reveal to find out what you were having? Or you just guys waited to the end? How'd you work that out? Uh, we did like, uh, you know, I'm not big into those gender reveal parties. You know, I think it's a little ridiculous, right? What like they start fires all the goddamn time. So <laughs> I'm not too crazy about them. I'm trying to think for, for, uh, both of our kiddos, both our sons, you know, um, my brother-in-law got like a cupcake and we bit into it and it was blue inside. So that's all we did, but it was super small. We're not going to start any fires. We're not going to freaking, you know, the, people do crazy stuff, man. It's not good. Do you see the one gender reveal where they want to do smoke out of the car? So the, Yeah, I, I've seen on YouTube. There's some nutty ones on there. It's so stupid, man. It's so stupid. Yeah, our oldest is 14, so, like, we kind of missed the – we were early on the gender reveal stuff, but we actually – you know, we told the technician to write down what the sex was, and we hung it on the Christmas tree. It was around Christmas time we could find out, and we waited until midnight mass, and then we opened it up together and found out what we were having. But it wasn't like a, you know, big party or not like that. It was just us, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah, there's no fireworks. There's no, no you know, no. you don't need a piñata or none of that, man. <laughs> uh, it, Brandon, if you could, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. I uh, I am a stand-up comedian, podcaster. Um, if you don't know me from stand-up or podcasting, podcasts, I do The Fighter and the Kid. I do King of the Sting with Theo Vaughn. And then I do Below the Belt on Showtime. Uh, my comedy specials on Showtime, you'd be surprised. If you don't know me from that world, uh, years ago, shoot, probably seven years ago now, I was a UFC, former UFC fighter, uh, fought for around six years. I was my ultimate fighter. Uh, before that, I uh, had a, a dabble at a cappuccino with the Buffalo Bills in the NFL. And then uh, I played football at University of Colorado. But that seems like ages ago. But uh, now your audience will probably know me from stand-up and podcasting. Yeah, what an incredible journey you've had here, Brendan. And so about how old were you then when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, I became a father about around four years ago. And uh, I was just getting, I was kind of in the transitional phase of leaving the UFC and, and pursuing entertainment full-time to what I do now. So I, you know, I mean, a little bit like comedy and podcasting, but with UFC, you know, the highs are high and the, the valleys are as low as you can get, but it's just inconsistent. You know, D Dana said it best. It's, it's not a career, it's opportunity. So I think, you know, when, when you get into the UFC, you think that you're going to be the next Conor McGregor. You know, 98% of those fighters are literally feeding their families and, and paying their mortgage or their rent uh, using their fists. And I, I just didn't see any longevity in that. I, you know, I health-wise, I, I'm good. I could have kept fighting, but um, you know, what I do now is my passion, what I was meant to do. So this is a little more stable, not not so stressful. Although 2020 has been a little stressful, um, but outside that, man, yeah, I, I think having a kid just makes you really bunker down and shows you what's important. And uh, fighting's a tough go. I'll put it that way. Fighting's a tough go. I, I, I'm appreciative for everything the UFC did for me. And, you know, it, it got me to where I'm at now. But, uh, you know, it's just a really stressful go, man. 
Yeah, and I had Dana White here on the show and asked him about, like, how it changes fighters when they become fathers. Would you say that, like, if you didn't become a father, you would consider, you know, returning to the octagon? Or is that did that really cement the deal that you would stay away? No, I, I think, um, you know, regardless whether I was a father or not, I, I was I was on my way out from the UFC. I want, I just had other interests. Interest. I just... I just didn't see the the long the long game plan, uh, you know, getting punched in the face. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, by becoming a father with what I do now, you know, my father always told me the best investment you can make is in yourself. So I just bet, put all the, the chips into my corner and uh, went all in on comedy and podcasting and um, it is the right choice. I, I think it's interesting, you know, I've I, I've had a number of business managers, but you know, when I, my business manager goes, hey, I want you to see this. And it was a year after my son was born. And it showed my income before I had a kid. And it showed my income in my my businesses that I branched out into when I became a father. And it's just like that Papa Bear intuition hits, man. And you got to provide for this little dude. So it's been such a blessing, man. Yeah, very well said, Brendan. What would you say are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids as they grow up here? Yeah, you know, it's scary in this crazy divisive world we live in now. I would say, you know, the biggest thing I think for kids is is confidence and uh, to to believe in themselves and and have an opinion, man. I I think too many people are looking for others for, you know, for their own opinion and they don't come up with their own. So I want my son to be creative, have confidence and and just be, you know, and believe in himself, man, because I think the the one thing I might have been the best fighter in the world. I might not be the best podcast in the world. I might not be Dave Chappelle's stand-up comedy, but uh, I believe in myself. And I don't think anybody who's successful, you know, doesn't believe in themselves. You know, it's not, I think people confuse that with cockiness. It's not cockiness. I just believe if I put in the work, I, I can do what these other guys do. Yeah, I, I bring a lot of the Navy SEALs on. I know you've spoken to quite a lot of them yourself, too. And it's like they have that. There's that fine line between confidence and cockiness. And it can very easily get skewed uh, when it comes to that stuff. And obviously, you know, you're crushing it with everything that you touch over there. And what about what about as far as you would say? I know they're young yet. You're only four. But uh, what about as far as discipline? Are you a spanker, timeout guy? How do you kind of handle discipline as a father? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Yeah, great question. I... Um... I would say in our household, you know, if, if there's a good cop and a bad cop, I'd be the good cop. I don't, I don't do well with discipline. I'm, when it comes to school and sports, that's where I come in. I'm really, really diligent and, and disciplined and strict when it comes to that. But outside, like in life and, you know, cookies and candy and, you know, him wanting to watch certain shows, I'm, I'm the fun dad. I, I really am, which is surprising to me. But my wife, who is full-blooded Mexican, is some days, man, I'm like, gee, I feel bad for the kid. I'm like, geez, man, relax a little bit on him. Like, she runs such a tight ship, man. But, you know, he's just my four-year-old. Everywhere he goes, you know, he has these teachers and tutors and stuff. Everyone goes, he's such a well-behaved kid. And I give my wife all the credit in the world, man. I have nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's best to have like a cohesive operation going forward. Like I said, I have four kids and each one of them needs to be disciplined in a much different manner. So it's a uh, it's a trial and error with so many of them. And you mentioned there's TV shows that they watch. One of the things that's awesome with my younger ones than it was with my older ones, my older ones, they watched like whatever was on the Disney Channel or Disney Plus, uh, not even Disney Plus then. But now 
we had the opportunity to stream. Like now this month, Hulu has uh, Trans um, uh, Thundercats on, and it was a show that I loved growing up. Yeah. So I had a chance to to show the Thundercats. I can stream GI Joe and all. What kind of shows you got? Your four year old? What is he watching? Here, your audience is gonna judge me and hate me for this. You know. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy. And I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec. And, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. This month, Hulu has uh, Trans um, uh, Thundercats on, and it was a show that I loved growing up. Yeah. So I had a chance to, to show the Thundercats. I can stream GI Joe and all. What kind of shows you got? Your four year old? What is he watching? Here, your audience is gonna judge me and hate me for this. You know, for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason, man, he we me and him together got really into Rick and Morty, and there's some really adult uh, conversations and topics in that show, um, but. He just, he loves it, man. He loves Rick and Morty. Uh, we've watched probably every episode four to five times. So we're past that now, man. But, you know, he's into Teen Titans. Uh, we probably saw that that um, that new Spider-Man, remember, with the Marlon Marais. I think, uh, I forget his name, but it was the animation Spider-Man that dropped, the Sp- Spider-Verse. Right. We probably saw that in the theater eight to nine times. He was obsessed with it, man. So it's just cool. You know, I was into Spider-Man when I was a kid. So it's cool that he's getting to that stuff. Yeah. Some of these movies I was saying, like my kids are into the Avenger movies. I and mean, I went to take them to see that one. It was like a, like a three and a half hour saga. It was the t- kind of tough to get through, you know, it wasn't, you know, what I was used to as far as the superheroes. It's like, put the superheroes on the screen and let them fight the villains. Like, you know, so um, some of that stuff gets a little drawn out and, and get, getting into, I mean, obviously you had, you were a professional fighter. You have a son yourself. A lot of the MMA has blown up here over the last several years. A lot of kids are into it, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, all this stuff. What would you say is a safe age uh, for parents out there that are considering getting their kids involved in mixed martial arts, boxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu? What's a good age to get them into all that stuff? Uh, you know, as far as jiu-jitsu, I, you know, I don't think any kids should be getting hit in the head, you know, uh, whether he's doing MMA or boxing. So I wouldn't allow my kid to take any head strikes at a young age. But, you know, I think jiu-jitsu seven is the perfect age. You know, at the, the Gracie Academy here in Torrance, where uh, Henry Gracie and Huron Gracie are at, I think their youngest classes are seven. Um, so, you know, I, I would love for my son, which he is, is going to start going to the academy there. But I think seven's good. You know, him and I uh, do stuff here at the house. So he'll be a little advanced by the time he gets there. But I think as far as being a gi and learning the structure and being disciplined and realizing what's going on about seven. But as far as putting your kid into straight mixed martial arts classes or boxing or kickboxing classes, getting him in the head, I just don't see the advantage there. I, I wouldn't recommend that.
Yeah, well said. And obviously the pandemic has put a, you know, a kibosh on so many different uh, industries out there. Business owners has affected the entertainment business as well, especially stand up comedy. One of the things I'd love to do, you know, you can't go anymore. They haven't had them. What kind of impact has it had on you and what you do as far as the stand up comedy uh, and, and being a father and all that? How has the coronavirus and the pandemic affected you? I mean, as far as stand up, you know, it definitely, you know, it's taken a hit as far as road uh, work goes. Uh, I've, I've done some shows in, in certain states that were, were allowing it. Uh, God bless, you know, at half capacity, just still getting the reps in. I did get Corona doing it, um, and the whole the whole family got Corona. Uh, everyone was fine, though, thank God. Um, but so, you know, the pandemic in, in many ways, you know, it's been awful for tons of people. My heart goes out to them. But for me personally, it's been such an eye-opening grown experience i have really uh kind of honed in on what's important you know this, this pandemic you know just being at home every single day with the kids and them not going to school and me not having to be on the road it made me realize like dude you work too much i work way too much you know when my son uh, was first born and i was just you know starting to become a headliner a comic you know i was in australia for two weeks i was in london for two weeks during your Euro european tour and going through with what I'm going through with my nine-month-old, ten-month-old now, um, you know, I'm, I see, I see everything, man. I see everything, and it's so cool. And you know, I missed a lot of that with my with my first son, which I regret now. But um, you can't get those moments back, man. And there, there ain't a stand-up uh, club. There's no theater. There's no crowd in this world that is going to replace that. So, you know, I I told my agent uh, probably four months ago, just like. Hey man, moving forward in 2021, when things get back to normal, um, I'm not doing that many weekends uh, in a month. I'm not doing that many weekends of the year anymore. I, I don't want to be away from my family. It's just not worth it financially to me. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been really eye-opening for me. And then also, I have to get creative, man. I, I had to, you know, I launched a Thick Boy bike club. I got really, really into biking, really into biking. You know, I biked when I was a kid growing up in Denver, and I just I started biking every day and uh, I realized this biking community is so positive. They're, they're just so upbeat and supportive. And I launched, uh, you know, merch during the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, who could have saw that coming? It's been such a, a blessing for me and the family. And, um, you know, I just I take a lot of pride in that, man. So, you know, I, I think I'm one of the, the fortunate ones where this pandemic has been it's been great for, for me, man. It really it's been such an eye opener for me. Yeah, there's definitely been a silver lining for a lot of parents out there. I'm right there with you. Like, I've been able to enjoy so much more time with my kids, my families. And I think we've all realized that there's a lot of stuff we could do virtually. And a lot of uh, business guys that have realized that they don't have to spend all day at the office. They can do a lot of this stuff from home. So I think it's definitely made some changes for the better going forward. Obviously, you know, a lot of devastation involved in it as well. But um, yeah. obviously, I mean, you started with the fighter and the kid and you've got a multiple podcasts that are really just killing it. R Rogan obviously set the bar high here, signed a huge contract. Where is the future of podcasting going in your opinion where do you see this thing going in in the next level you know i think sky's the limit everybody in their aunt has a podcast now right so people are trying to get into it i think the production value is going to go up if you look at king of the sting which i do with theo vaughn it's the most expensive podcast i would say in the world out there to produce you know that thing's a mini tv show it's basically like uh espn's part of the interruption but with, with two with two dumbasses so um you know, I just think people are going to have to put out better content, get more creative because it's more competitive out there now. You know, Rogan went to Spotify and, and it's been a huge success and 
Spotify's crushing over there. Um, you know, I'm I'm all about owning everything you do and 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 not having any bosses and stuff like that. And Rogan is too, and he got a super special deal over at Spotify. But with all the shows I do and all the shows Theo does and our other friends, you know, I I just don't think the move is the for us for Rogan is a fantastic move. But I, I think for us, it's honing in, creating our own network, and controlling our narrative. I I really do, man. Because what we have is what all these major TV networks want. We have our built-in audience. They're loyal. They tune in every single week. You get millions of viewers and listeners and downloads every week. You know, 95% of these TV shows you see don't get anywhere near the traffic that we get. So it's always weird. It's like people in the stand-up and podcast space want the approval of TV executives, and the TV executives want what we have. So it's this weird love-hate relationship. So I just think we got to bucker down, realize our skill set and what we bring to the table and, and continue to make great content. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and I think it's awesome that we all have this opportunity and choice. Just like I was saying with the TV shows, how I can watch the Thundercats or G.I. Joe, we're not stuck to just watching whatever's on TV like we were years ago. You can really narrow it down to whatever topic you want, whatever person you want to listen to. And I think that freedom of choice there is great. It's a win for everybody, and it's not being filtered you know, so much like it was before. So I think it's great. I love doing it myself. And the last thing I want to hit you with here, Brendan, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, for those new dads or, you know, if you're on the fence of having kids, I've done a lot of cool shit in my life, man. You know, I, I played in big major Division One football games, the Big 12 Championship. Uh, you know, I played in the Mile High Showdown against CSU multiple times. I've been some big, big uh, cards in the UFC. I've done sold-out shows with stand-up. Um, you know, I've done a lot of cool stuff. Nothing, nothing compares to being a dad. Not, nothing even close, man. On a day-to-day basis, it's just, there's nothing like it. Take advantage of it. Embrace it. Uh, don't, don't work too hard, you know, because uh, you're never going to get those moments back. So um, there's nothing better, and I know it's cliche to say, uh, but I'm telling you, man, I've done a lot of cool shit in my life. There's nothing better than being a dad. Yeah, yeah. Very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Brendan Schaub, you're a first-class father all the way. Thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Anytime, brother. Con- con- continued success, my man. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brendan Schaub for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Keep it locked in. A lot more action coming your way this week. Tomorrow on the podcast, actor-comedian Paul Shear will be here. Thursday, flip or flop host Tarek El Musa. And Friday, a frogman Friday. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out which Navy SEAL will be here to close out the week. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.